You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Today on the Zabecast, Notorious J.A.Y. is free from behind the paywall. And we caught up to him doing the whitest thing ever, according to him. O.J. decides, hey, why not tweet on my birthday from the golf course? We got a pair of insanely cruel and awful stories regarding the start of life and the finish of life. And maybe the NBA should rethink that Supermax clause. Your bonus, 45 minutes of little old me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Wednesday, July 10, 2019. Thank you for downloading. I have been criticized in the past, especially from Scott and Solly, for not knowing board ops names who have worked in our radio station for sometimes years at a time. I'd be like, hey, who, who's that in the control room right there? They're like, that's Ray. You know Ray? I'm like, yeah, I thought I knew Ray, but I couldn't remember his name. And they're like, he's worked here. For three years. Of course, Solly works with the other board ops, so he gets to know him. He probably trains him, talks to him, says, here's how this works, whatever. Scott schedules the board ops, so he writes their names down and talks to them and makes sure that they're, they're, not, they're clear about when they're working. I don't deal with other board ops. They're just like red shirts on the deck of the Starship Enterprise. Why would I know them? Nice fellas, all of them. So I got that rep as the guy who doesn't know people's names at work. Okay, guilty as charged. I'm glad to know I've got good company in the form of Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, purveyor of moon juice and member of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, apparently has a special knack for forgetting her co-workers. Actor Sebastian Stan, who played Bucky Barnes slash Winter Soldier in Captain America, called out Paltrow, who played Pepper Potts, after she failed to recognize him for an astounding third time. Stan pointed out the actress's faux pas to simple yet searing way on Instagram after attending his first couture show at Paris Fashion Week. Quote, also glad I got to reintroduce myself to, to at Gwyneth Paltrow for the third time. We are in the same film, he wrote, adding a shrugging emoji that said it all. Paltrow did not respond to the Instagram which Stan tagged her in, but his followers loved the caption. Ha ha ha, four is the magic numb, <laughs> as in number. <laughs> and then another pointed out, I mean, even she didn't remember what movies she's been in. Why would she remember you? Gwyneth Paltrow is a, is, is a weirdo, but she's, she's smart. She's milking that weirdo with her extra businesses, goop and all this other crap. And she, she gives good face. Let's put it that way. She has a very attractive, unique face. I look at Gwyneth Paltrow and I go, as long as you don't talk, I'm a fan. Otherwise, yeah, not so much. John Daly has been denied in his request to use a cart at the upcoming British Open, a.k.a. Open Championship at Royal Portrush in Ireland. The Royal and Ancient saying, yeah, we thought about it. We know you're a past champion. 
We have sympathy for your arthritic condition in your knee, but uh, no. Walking is an essential part of the game, especially Lynx golf. And oh, by the way, Royal Port Rush doesn't allow carts in their regular members play. And it's kind of an up and down uh, sand dune and hilly course. We don't know if it'd be safe for you to be riding around. I'm like, good. I, I only wish they hadn't been so polite to Daly. I wish they had said, take your smokes and your Diet Coke and hit the road. Go hit the road for the Charles Schwab Cup on the senior tour. I I just, I don't hate Daly. I just don't have much respect for him. Clearly, he's let himself go to the point where, yeah, he's got an arthritic knee and he's overweight and sorry. I mean, this is called life. If you want, if I want, if, if, if you're a golfer like me and you want golf to be regarded as a sport, you want, you don't want guys riding carts. It's a terrible look. And it is an advantage if you're out of shape, if you're overweight. And yes, if you have a bit of a cranky knee or a cranky back, it's an advantage. It's not even debatable. So good for the Royal and Ancient for doing just that. So the home run derby on Monday night was something else. A jillion moonshots launched into the Cleveland night. And Vlad Guerrero Jr. with the most home runs, something like 90-whatever, and he had about 40-plus more than the eventual winner, Pete Alonzo. But guess what? Because of the format, he didn't win. Alonzo won it with a million bucks which for a million dollars, which is great because it's double his salary this year being a rookie. Uh, he's under, you know, the way baseball works. Those first couple of years, you were working for the man. It doesn't matter how good and how young you are. You gotta you gotta grind through what two, three, four years before you're arbitration eligible at that, and then you get to the big payday. Major leaguers are now getting to the bigs. These talents, these young talents in baseball, are getting to the bigs quicker than they ever have before, and that's good for the game. They're very athletic. They're dynamic. They're really good. But for Pete Alonso, he's like, yeah, shit, I want to win this thing. It's a million dollars, double my salary, and he had a nice gesture of giving. $50,000 or 5% of the winnings to two different charities, one involving first responders called Tunnels to Towers and the other one being um, the Wounded Warriors. That's not a lot, 10%. Seems a little bit light, but then again, I like it because it tells you Pete Alonzo appreciates the money. A, he wanted to win because of the million bucks, and B, he couldn't afford to give away half of it. I mean, he could have afforded it, but he, he didn't because he's like, this is money. I, you know, I'm going to be charitable, but at the same time, I would like this money. I got nothing wrong with athletes who appreciate and value money. I I wish more guys would do that. I'd never resent how much an athlete makes. I resent it when they waste it. The only other downside, though, of the home run derby is that Justin Verlander is scorching Major League Baseball for the alarming spike in home runs this year. And he points directly at baseball and at the actual baseball itself. Verlander tells ESPN, quote, it's a, it's a fucking joke. Major League Baseball is turning this game into a joke. They own Rawlings, who makes the baseballs. And you've got Rob Manfred up here saying it might be the way they center the pill in the ball. They own, excuse me, the fucking company. If any other $40 billion company, that'd be Major League Baseball bought a mere $400 million company, so a $40 billion company, that's $40,000 million, buys a $400 million company, 
and the product changes dramatically, dr- dramatically, it's not a guess as to what happened. We all know what happened. Manfred, the first time he came in, what did he say? He said, we want more offense. All of a sudden, boom. The ball, he comes in, the balls are juiced. It's not coincidence. We're not idiots. He continued when asked if he thought the ball juicing was intentional. Verlander, quote, yes, 100%. They've been using juiced balls in the home run derby forever. They know how to do it. It's not coincidence. I find it really hard to believe that Major League Baseball owns Rawlings and just coincidentally, the balls become juiced. He's not, probably not wrong. This is something that baseball is going to have to wrestle with and figure out. There's offense, which is runs scored. You can juice that by having more home runs. And then there's offense. See, I've got my other hand out here on the other side, which is runners on base, balls in play, guys moving from station to station and coming across the plate. Two, two different kinds of offense. You can have runs up. And you could have it be more boring baseball because there's twice as many strikeouts for as many hits as you have. And that's what a lot of people watching the game of baseball today say, you know what? This is not entertaining. This is not what I used to be in love with, what I fell in love with in baseball. Well, we'll see who wins the fight going forward. Notorious, my man. How are you doing, Tim? You are free, free at last, free from behind the paywall the last two weeks. Oh, and Jay just dropped off right there. It's all right. Get him again here. Sit tight, everybody. We got him in the meantime. What the hell was that? Sorry. I don't know what the hell it was. Go ahead. I was saying you are free at last from behind the paywall of shame. I, I used you and your popularity to drive subscriptions up by 0.13% or something like that. I'll cut you your commission check. Good to have you back on a Wednesday, Jay. How are you? I'm good, man. We got a lot to catch up on. And I got to get uh, you can done. Can we not talk about the United States women's soccer team, though? Please. Why? One, one, I'm sick of those bitches. <laughs> you sick of them Beckys with the good hair? Go ahead, say it. I, <laughs> I'm just sick. I'm, I'm sick and tired. If I did, if as, as much as I love uh, Miss Morgan, I'm tired of seeing her shaking her ass in celebration. I'm tired of Megan Rapino. I'm just tired, 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 tired. You can't yeah, be tired, though. I'm tired of all of them. You cannot be tired, though, of my new favorite power couple. Just two married lesbians in love, Allie Krieger, and backup goaltender Ashlyn Harris. I had no idea. I no idea who that is. I sent you their photos, Jay, and you commented. Did you look at them on your phone? They're a gorgeous said, couple. You said, you sent me something, but oh here, oh, here we go. I'm sorry. Now Take, it came through. Take take a look. Um, they're they're a what? gorgeous couple. She yeah. she is a statuesque athletic blonde. 
uh, with an arm sleeve of ink on her left arm. Uh, good old Allie Krieger is also not, not, a gal you know, that's not got, stereotyping lesbians at all. I'm not stereotyping them. I'm just saying I like the look. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying that, that, I mean, neither neither one of them are, are a stereotype of what lesbians look like. Although there's that's, pictures that's there's pictures of Ashlyn Harris looking different, like very different. She has dressed, I don't know what the term is, but I guess it would be butch. But, I mean, like hot butch. She dressed <laughs> like a dude with a dude's haircut, no makeup, jeans, and a t-shirt. And even that is hot to me. Look, I just love that these kids are in love and they're living their best oh life. Oh my God. Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> All right. Here's what I love. Hot. I think they're both hot. I don't know. I like uh, I like alpha athletes who win and twerk and drink. I get it. I, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm good with that. Uh, That'll conclude our discussion of the women's soccer team because their 15 minutes of fame is about up. They're going to go on a victory tour, which you're going to get paid handsomely for. And we're not going to get into the pay issue because we're done counting people's money, at least on this podcast. And uh, and you can go to one of their they dates. They will continue to bitch about money. They will continue to bitch about money for the next 400 or, or when, what's, what's the next World Cup? Uh, three years? Four years from now. They will they will bitch and moan. Oh, and, and another league will fail, by the way. Another women's soccer league will fail, as they all do. But yet they'll bitch about that. I'm yeah. tired, 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 tired. Tired, tired, tired. about all women right. getting equal pay. Okay. Right. Can I say something really quickly? Wait a minute. No, I want to really quickly. I wish somebody would tell all these women's leagues and whatever, you guys are supplying something that nobody is demanding. There you go. It's simple economics. That's it. <laughs> it's true. I'm not making this up. I like it. Nobody cares. Nobody wants the WNBA. I like, in, I like in soccer, I said, look, you got to look at every sport in America as, let's say, an analogy as a beverage. And some beverages are dominant and popular across all parts of the populace. Like football, the NFL, Jay, is probably Coca-Cola. Everybody loves Coca-Cola. Yeah. College football is like Diet Coke. Baseball is like beer. The NBA is like bourbon. Uh, baseball is like wine. And you go down the list. Golf is like milk. All right. You know what soccer is in America? As a, well, even worse, it's Kalakalesh. Kalakalesh <laughs> is the crab juice that Homer Simpson had to drink because there was nothing else from a, a food cart outside the Twin Towers in one of the early episodes of The Simpsons where he's like, oh, crab juice, Kalakalesh. And, and he, 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 he grew to like the Kalakalesh. That's what, that's what soccer is in America. And, and I'd say women's soccer is diet Kalakalesh. So it's even worse. <laughs> But it's there. You can get it on the shelf if you want. Hey, let's have some fun, Jay. Let's listen. Okay. What are you what are you doing that's so loud in the background? This FaceTime audio picks up a lot of sounds. Are you shuffling cards right I'm now? I'm doing nothing. I'm sitting you, you actually you, you actually called me. I'm doing the whitest thing possible right oh, now. Oh boy. I'm with friends at a at a trivia night. Yes. Oh, okay. So you ducked the whitest out. Thing possible. <laughs> I ducked trivia. Out. Okay. All right, so let's start, speaking of whitest things ever, let's start with a birthday boy, Orenthal James Simpson. 
did not know that until his name came up in trivia. Yes. Okay. Here, here he is with a Twitter video of him playing golf. I'll play it. You tell me, okay, stop when you need to comment. All right. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. You know, it's hard for me to believe that today I'm celebrating my 33rd annual 39th birthday. <laughs> okay, got- stop. That's how he calls himself 72. I- Looks all right for 72, <laughs> Jay. Well, he can't walk. Have you seen him walk? He looks, it looks painful to watch him walk. Yeah, he's got those arthritic joints from uh, years of football. I tell you, it's been quite and, a and killing people. They said every life some rain must fall. Well, I've had some hurricanes descend in my life, but I think whoa, the Lord, whoa, because stop. you're all these... <laughs> Wait a minute. Caused by you. Wait a minute. I'm going... <laughs> I've had some hurricanes fall in my life. Yes, because you murdered two people. Yeah, sorry about that, OJ. <laughs> there, continue. <laughs> Relatively healthy and in good spirits and positive. And that's tough to do today. With all the haters on the internet and on cable TV uh, <laughs> spouting their negative opinions on just about everything. You know, all these haters. You're just hating on me because you think I people, killed. Or people who think you murdered two people. Right. Yeah. You think I decapitated my ex-wife. I mean, come on, haters. Get a new <laughs> argument. You know, I like what it, uh, Plato or was it Socrates who said about opinions that they are not fact. That at the most, it could be a possibility and maybe even a probability. But the fact Okay, are- stop. He's quoting Plato or Socrates. He's not sure which one. OJ. <laughs> They're not back. I like the old saying that opinions are like armpits. Everybody got them. And Actually, are- it's opinions are like assholes. Everybody like has assholes. one and they stink, yes, usually. Yeah. yeah. And they stink. You know, a lot of good things have happened in my 39 years. The other day I was with my boys uh, uh, watching um, uh, the internet at a sports bar and saw one TV and they had a softball game, playoffs of the girls' uh, softball, NC2A. And Alabama was playing Texas and I think the pitcher for Alabama was black and the leadoff uh, for Texas was black. And I said, now that's something to celebrate because when I was in school, those schools wouldn't allow blacks to play any sport. Stop. Stop. Okay. Stop. Uh, Arnthal using the race card is laughable. <laughs> because he didn't get black until he killed two people. He was, in fact, his favorite, I'm not black or white, I'm OJ. Right. So I love that he has to, He wants to use the race card for everything now, yes. Oh, no, now <laughs> he's a civil rights pioneer. It gets better here. <laughs> gets better. Here we go. When Kaepernick pointed out that uh, the Bessie Ross flag uh, was being used by some you know, negative groups as their symbol. Well, I said, don't let the negative win. As far as I'm concerned, that flag represents the birth of America. Hey, one shout out to a buddy of mine, Sluggo in LA. Hang in there, buddy. Stay strong. Get back to Vegas soon. <laughs> hey, look, I got some guys to beat and some cake to eat. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, what, what do you think AC shot this video, Al Cowlings? Uh, boy, is AC still alive? AC is still alive. Okay. He has to be by. Does is, a, is AC is still running with OJ all these years that's, later? 
I think AC is, is OJ's ride or die buddy. Still, okay. Literally, ride or, right, literally right. ride or die. Here, yeah. Here's two things that strike me. Number one, I don't think I ever would have thought I'd see the day that OJ was on Twitter shooting out these videos of him playing golf and just breezily opining on things like Socrates, haters, opinions, and the Betsy Ross flag. That's number one. Number two, watching him play golf on a beautiful day in Southern California, and I'm thinking he has to wake up every day and somehow compartmentalize a savage slaughter of two innocents in a fit of rage. He's got allegedly. Yeah, he's got to put that. He's got to put that in a box in his mind somewhere every day and go on about his life. The mental fortitude, delusion, gymnastics, whatever you want to call it, to do that blows me away. Remember, he wanted to write a book that was titled "If I Did It." Right. Remarkable. Yeah. I, 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 he must. He must have. Uh, a conscious like no one else. It's unbelievable. Because I'd be hiding. I would be out of public view. Nope, not OJ. Nope, not OJ. So Kawhi Leonard is off to the Clippers. We didn't know about this when you and I last talked. Your thoughts? No. Uh, I love it how everybody in LA is talking about this new this new uh, battle for LA. So let's let's take a, let's do a tail of the tape, shall we? Kawhi Leonard might have a serious leg injury because the last we saw of him, he was limping in the fourth quarter of a game. Paul George has a metal rod in his leg from a broken leg and rotator cuff surgery. Right. He had rotator cuff surgery. Right. Let's look at the Lakers. Anthony Davis has yet to play a full season in like three years. And LeBron James has played 800,000 minutes of basketball and is also coming from uh, coming off of an injury. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. It could either go really, really good or go really, really bad. So who's your favorite in the West now? See, I don't want to say like everybody else, but Denver is, looks really good. And I hate saying that because I, I sound like every other idiot who, like, <laughs> oh, I, have you looked at Denver? Well, yeah, if you watch basketball a lot, yeah, you see Denver. But it's neither one of those two teams. Not for me. I'm not taking the Lakers or the Clippers. You know, the the sexy uh, underdog pick in the West is the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz, yes. Denver, Utah, and uh, Portland. Are we writing off Golden State for next year alone? Are we writing off Houston for next year alone? Yes, right. definitely writing off Golden State, yeah. Houston, Chris Paul will get injured next year. He's due for that. Okay. And now what about Russell Westbrook, who has said, yeah, I'll accept a trade, but it better be Miami because I don't want to go anywhere else. He's got a Supermax deal that will pay him $47 million at the end of it. The the public has turned on Russell Westbrook with the quickness. He was like two years ago, he was Mr. Triple Double. MVP. Triple Double, the darling of the NBA. Yeah. And now people are like, oh, he, he, he's too ball dominant. You got to get rid of Russell. When did this that, – that, that got changed with the quickness. Well, I think it's because uh, Chris Paul agreed to leave. And the, the narrative is now Durant, Chris Paul, everyone wants to leave once they see the full Russell Westbrook show of, hey, uh, could you pass the ball, buddy? 
Yeah, thanks. Well, I'm you know who's worst contract ever? That one or no? It's John Wall. It's not even close. Right? No, John at least at least Russell contract. Westbrook, you can do some things with. Um, but yeah. but this now brings us to the larger story, which is nobody had the Kawhi story to the Clippers. The only guy who had it, and it was only about twenty four hours prior, and it might have been a guess, is your guy Jason Whitlock, who you can't stand. Whitlock said no, on Fox, Chris, "Chris Carter had it." No, he didn't. Chris Carter had this. No, he yes, didn't. He, did. he didn't have Clippers. I thought Chris. No, I thought Chris Carter did because he talks to he talks to what's his name's uncle. He talks no. to Kawhi's uncle. Nope, he got it wrong too. I think he had Lakers. I think, or he might have had okay Raptors. Here, though, is here's the story that's breaking Would you today. Stop trying to get me to like Jason Whitlock, please. By the way, you throw every week. You throw a new Whitlock. I'm just saying. Was right story in. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. So you remember Jay Onray from the Jay and Dan show on yes. Fox okay, Sports, yeah. Canadian guys, right? Yes. Yes. He's the tall, gorky-looking one. Jay, as opposed to the short, dorky one. Yeah. Yes. Jay Onray went off on Chris Broussard calling him the biggest fucking fraud in the history of sports media. Very true. He said the following on his podcast with uh, his guy, Dan O'Donnell, whatever, Dan O'Toole, whatever his name is. They're podcasting now, Jay. Like the, like the rest of us, making a mint podcasting. Um, he yes. said Chris Broussard... Uh, who worked at Fox and is the biggest fucking fraud in the history of sports media ever. ESPN kicked him out. Fox kicked him out. I don't know what he's doing now, he said on his podcast. Note, he's still on Fox. He's on their FS1 NBA studio show. And he co-hosts The Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Rob Parker. (laughs) He said, saying the Clippers were out of it for sure... And it was down to the Lakers and the Raptors. He knew nothing. They knew nothing. It's all bullshit. Quote, unquote, Jay on Ray. Well, is he right? And Chris Broussard is a, is a fraud. Yes, remember the story a couple of years ago, DeAndre Jordan? That Chris Broussard had DeAndre Jordan riding around in a car. I mean, oh, not DeAndre Jordan, but he had... Um, Mark Cuban riding around in a car looking for DeAndre Jordan. Remember yes. That story? Yes. He claimed Cuban was, quote, driving around Dallas. Yes. Later corrected to Houston, where yes. Cuban actually was. It prompted criticism from Cuban's brother, Brian, and Cuban himself, who tweeted, This is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. If you had any ethics, you would message me, and I would give you his address. I have the facts you got lied to. Cuban then asked Broussard to post proof of his claims and said he'd donate 100 grand to a charity of Broussard's choice. Broussard didn't respond to that until days later, but eventually apologized with a statement. Then, after uh, he was spectacularly wrong about a Tristan Thompson contract extension, Cuban came up with an incredible burn of him that November saying, uh, Chris Broussard, he's an idiot. Wait, I take that back. My sources say he's an idiot. You like Broussard, don't you? I don't. Why would okay, you say I that? I thought you did. I'm sorry. No, no, I thought I thought you were a fan of his work. I'm no. Sorry. There was another. There was another light skinned black guy. So yeah, right. I get, I get the, the war, the, the eternal the war rages. No, no, I don't yes. care no, either way. I defend. I defended he him is. a little bit because he he dared to say he was uh, religious, and he went on outside oh. the lines. 
Remember the Jason Collins situation? First openly gay I NBA do. player. Yes. Yeah. I'm a Christian. I'm against this. Right. He said Broussard took heat for calling homosexuality a sin and a rebellion against God in an April 2013 Outside the Lines appearance in response to Collins becoming the first active gay player to come out in the NBA. And then ESPN booted his ass off the network. He's apparently a shitty reporter, and he's full of crap, and uh, he's, he's got a radio show on national platform. How does he with, get work? With Rob Parker. How does he get work? With the legendary Rob Parker. Oh, boy. Rob, I don't want to get it. you remember Rob Parker's indiscretion? I do. It was the uh, it was the cornball what? brother comment about RG three. Which yes, here's the irony. Yeah. Here's the RG3. irony. Here's the irony. He was right. Robert is a cornball. I don't know if he was or not. Oh no, he's a. I can't comment on the brother part because I'm a honky, but I can tell you Robert Griffin is a fucking <laughs> cornball. He is a motivational quote spewing tweeting cornball weirdo. I have no opinion okay. racially, but that's what he said. All right, so basically, okay. right. are you excited by the NBA? I mean, this is some seismic changes in the league in just one right. winter. Yes, but as I was telling someone yesterday, as great as all these moves are, football is still the king, and here's why. You can scratch off like 10 teams from the NBA who have any chance of winning right off the top. Football, you don't... True. Well, you can't make that statement. You can't make that statement. True. So, as as great as their offseason was, the Wizards ain't going to be any better. The Hawks ain't going to be any better. The Orlando Man being better. Uh, who, who else? Who, who am I missing? The Detroit Pistons aren't going to be any better. Right. I mean, it's just going to be it's going to be the same six. But I don't I don't know this this year. It's different, Jay, in that we don't know about. Golden State. We don't know about Houston. We know they ain't winning the title. We don't know that. If Clay Thompson comes back on an aggressive schedule in mid-April for the playoffs, you don't know that. We don't know how bad the. I'm telling you. We we don't know. We don't know who's going to win the Battle of L.A. Some are still saying Lakers. I would bet Clippers will come out with a better record. What if they meet in the playoffs? How great would that be? But my my point is, okay. there's only like a handful of teams who you know are going to win a title. I think it's more wide open than it's been in the past. Okay. All because right. the I, super team that is football, Golden State is over. Listen, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing the NBA's. I'm not arguing the NBA's better than the NFL. I'm just saying it's it's pretty exciting. It's more exciting than it's been in a while. Speaking of exciting, were you excited by the home run derby last night? I actually did watch it and was amazed at Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He looks just like his dad, except, you know, 40 pounds heavier. Right. But his swing looked just like his dad. Better father-son combo. Ready? Oh. Go. Gr- Cecil Griffey. Fielder, Prince Fielder, Ken Griffey Sr., Ken Griffey Jr., Vladimir Guerrero, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, Gr- Griffey. End of discussion. Was Griffey's dad that good? Don't yeah. tell me he's in the Hall of Fame. No, but he was very good with the Reds of the 70s. He was really, really good. Is there currently a father and son in the Hall of Fame in any sport? Trying to think about uh, that. Um, will Will the Manning will the Well, Archie Manning's not in the Hall of Fame, so there no. wouldn't be a father-son there. 
I, that, that'd be a hell of a thing. Remember, so Vlad Guerrero, I don't know if, where he stands in the Baseball Hall of Fame voting. Yeah, Prob- I think he's he's going to get – didn't he get in or he's going to get in? Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. His kid's yes, only not even, his kid's only 20. Uh, only thing about his kid, he's, he may eat himself out of the league because he's a pretty hefty boy for 20. Uh, Vlad Guerrero is indeed in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Vladimir Guerrero Alvino. So his kid's only 20, and he can hit the shit out of the ball. So my only thing about the home run derby is this. They had a billion home runs. Yay. The balls for the home run derby are definitely juiced up by 10%. That's not even disputed these days. What happens next year if there's not as many home runs? Where do you go from here? I feel like Spinal Tap. You're on 11 on your guitar. You're, you're, excuse me, you're on 10 on your guitar. You're on 10 on your amplifier. What do you do for the next nudge over the cliff? Well, this one goes to 11. Like, baseball is in a trap, Jay, where they're so addicted to home runs, they're like a heroin junkie. They're just like, ah, I need some more. Come on, man, give me the good shit. It's like the slam dunk contest. Where do you go from here? Well, they canceled it for a couple years. Maybe they'll. I mean, you, you really can't. Yeah. You can't do anything else. Maybe have a bunting contest. <laughs> uh, there is such a thing. Oh, I just really. Are you serious? I just made that up. No, I, I seriously saw this. Uh, I believe Barstool Sports had it. Bunting contest. Ja- of course, the Japanese league would do I, something I was like say, this. I going to say, of course, yeah. <laughs> well, why am I not shocked by that? Uh, yeah. Like, what, what, else, what else can you. I mean. By the way, it was much more enjoyable without Chris Berman. That's the first thing I noticed. Well, he hadn't been there, he hadn't been there for years, Jay. Did you just notice he's no longer there? I really did just notice him because I would watch it with the sound down because I couldn't take him. <laughs> Maybe this is a spoof item about the uh, – bu- no. Uh, the Korean bunting contest. Holy shit. I'm looking at go. it right now. They got giant circles – that you try to bunt it into for points on either side. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to watch no bunting contest. That's for damn sure. Could, no. could you bunt a ball into play against a major league pitcher? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely, yes. You know, I said I could do that, and I was laughed at. I didn't say I could do it against Max Scherzer. I just said average major league starting pitcher. Bunt a ball in play? Yes. In play. Doesn't yeah. have to be bunt for a hit. And it just is get it in play. Yeah. No, that, that one is easy. Putting a bat on the ball normally, that's the hard part. Okay. You know, some uh, all my colleagues at the new 97.3 The Game laughed at me. They said, no chance. And I said, okay, well, then let's let's work my way up. I'll start with a, with a U-12 pitcher at a organized league and I'll bunt off of him and then I'll go U17. Then I'll maybe go Juco guy, then maybe college guy, then a ball, double a triple a hater. Oh shit. And then Josh hater. There you go. Uh, no, no, there's not only no way I could bunt against hater. I couldn't stand in there without crapping my pants. No, yes, you could. You, you could hit, you definitely could bunt. Dude, even you who played adult league baseball, would not want to stand in against Josh Hader. I, I've I've seen ninety plus. <laughs> it, it's all after ninety. It's, 
it, after after ninety, it's all the same. Shit. I've seen ninety plus. After that, it's all I've the same. Listen it's to you. It's all the same. Wow. I could bunt. I'm telling you, I could bunt. Okay, you're bunting I fool. Could, I might get foul a couple off. <laughs> Would you foul one into your face like Scherzer did? <laughs> and didn't he pitch the next day? Which he did. I'm, yeah. I'm more respected that. Yes. He did. Uh, an unbelievable story that I'll run by you. In fact, two of them. Unthinkable, unbelievable stories. First one is a couple that spent almost $100,000 on in vitro fertilization in the state of New York ended up having the wrong kids implanted in the wife. She delivered <laughs> She delivered twin boys. They were supposed to be girls, and they were not Asian, even though the parents were Asian, Upon a paternity test, it was determined, yeah, these are someone else's kids. They had to give them up. They couldn't find out who had their egg and sperm. And so they were left empty-handed. They are suing the IVF clinic for everything it's worth. You think? Yeah. That's, that's somebody who didn't, who didn't check their work and label it correctly. Right. And not only that, but when they were getting ultrasound scans during the pregnancy, they kept seeing what looked like little penises. And they're like, yeah, we're supposed to have girls. The ultrasound technician is like, yeah, this this thing is glitchy sometimes. Don't worry about it. And they pretty much lied to them. And then the kids come tumbling out, not looking at all like the two of them. That's a hell of a story. Only topped by this story, police in Chicago brought in, had a man who had been severely beaten in a coma, and they brought in his family to identify him and see what they wanted to do. They saw the guy, and they go, uh, it's a lost cause. Pull the plug. Oops. Turns out it was the wrong family that pulled oh. the plug on somebody that they didn't even know. They only found out, Jay, when their their cousin, who they thought had been beaten into a coma, walked into a family barbecue days later and nearly caused everybody to faint. What? You're alive? Oh, I am suing everybody on that one. Oh. <laughs> Imagine that just rolling in as a family. Yeah, it's tough. Pull the plug. Oh, wait. That's not our that's not our cousin. That's not our family member. Oh, snap. Sorry about oh, that. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Screw ups happen. All right, you're in politics. I want to play you this uh, soundbite. This is from The Onion. They do funny videos every now and then. This one is titled The American Money Hole. All right? Okay. Here we go, Jay. All economic factors indicating the U.S. is heading for a prolonged recession. Some experts are suggesting that the government should stop dumping all of our money into an enormous hole. Is it time to close the national money hole? Uh, that kind of talk is, is alarmist and irresponsible. America needs the money hole. Right. That was Driving truckloads of... By the way, the female black pundit on this fake cable news channel looks a lot like Maxine Waters, but she has some of the best lines, Jay. You ready? <laughs> 
money out into the New Mexico desert and dumping it into a massive pit is one of America's greatest traditions. It's frankly, it's a national yes. now, treasure. Look, no yes. reasonable person is advocating that we are going to stop destroying money. But the American people earn that money. They have the right to decide how it should be destroyed. Okay, well, so I you are in favor of personal money holes. Yes, people should be able to dump money into a hole in their backyard or flush it down the toilet. Let the free market decide the most efficient way of destroying My money. My father worked two jobs so he'd have money to put in the money hole. Oh. And he never complained. Now, <laughs> <laughs> that is so good right there. Oh, my God. Money holes to destroy that money. Duncan's right. I mean, some of this money could blow away. Yes. Some of it may not be correctly buried. Burns I mean, there's too many variables. That's why the government pours gasoline into the money hole and lights it on fire to make sure all the money is destroyed. I it's love just, the money fire. It's just like they say, you have to throw money in a hole and set it on fire to make money. Okay, but find the cheapest way to destroy that money, like shredding it up and feeding it to hogs. Tell that to the digger who's worked the graveyard every... shift for 20 years. Digging the hole is all he knows. The sheer number of shovelers that it takes to maintain but that hole talking about closing holes, I mean, what about the soldier hole? How about, how about the energy hole? I mean, I can't believe that closing the money hole is even on the table. Don't close Why are you money pushing hole? this pro-hole agenda? Is the money hole lobby paying you? I resent that accusation. I do not take money from special interests. And if I did, I would throw it right in the hole because I am a patriot. If you love America, you throw money in its hole. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking genius. That took every standard political argument and just shaped it around an absurd premise, right? <laughs> you taking money from, uh, is the big hole lobby? Uh, do they have you? No, no, I didn't take that money. If I did, I'd throw it right in the money hole. <laughs> that, is, that is what we become today. That's exactly, exactly. Pretty much what we become. All right, Jay, are you ready for FTG this week? I do not have an FTG. Bullshit. I was thinking I'd... I you got have, an FTG. You got to have somebody I, that's an FTG. I, I bet you if oh. I were to go with an FTG, you'd have one by the time my FTG is over. Think real hard well, and look at the menu, Jay, and order in just a second because we can't go without it. Here we go. Stand by. All right. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, my FTG this week is, as always, the celebrity softball guy that is trying way too hard. It's an annual <laughs> tradition. After the Home Run Derby, Jay, they run that stupid celebrity softball game with a mix of oddballs. You're like, that person's really not a celebrity. They had the Miz. Cleveland's own The Miz. Awesome. He is a celebrity though. He, he was pitching. They had they had Ryan Howard, former Philadelphia Philly. And of course he had a big home run. And it's like, oh, he had a home run. How about that? But these uh these low-level actors that get in this game because their agent said he'll do it for 10 grand when no other celebrity would actually bother. They get out there and they play that game as if it's game seven of the World Series. I'm telling you, try hard, celebrity softball guy is the worst. To that guy, I say, fuck that guy! All right, Jay, pressure's on. Somebody must have gotten under your skin this week. Who do you got? Well, it, it's what we started. Every soccer pundit telling me 
that this Women's World Cup will now kickstart soccer in the United States. We hear that every two to four years. <laughs> I am sick and effing tired of hearing soccer pundit tell me how soccer is now the sport of America. It will never be the biggest sport in America, so stop it. Please, <laughs> stop it. Enough. All right. I don't so want to see Alexei Lalas. I don't want to see Ryan Durd or Donovan, whatever his name is. I'm tired of seeing all of them telling me I'm poor soccer is. It will never be a big sport in America. All right. Very good. To that guy, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy, yes. All right, Jay, go back to your trivia with your white friends. God bless yes. you. Enjoy the All-Star game, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up on this one today. Story out there on the internet saying, you know, the Supermax deal in the NBA might not have worked out the way that NBA owners had envisioned it. The Supermax deal being actually, that's the nickname for it. It's actually called the... Uh, designated veteran exception. And it's it was designed for, okay, if you have an MVP, you had to tick off one or multiple boxes, like MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, All-NBA. You had to have been drafted by that team to be given this special exemption. It was designed to say, hey, we don't want the small markets getting boned by players that just say, well, I want to go play here with my friend. So we'll allow them to get paid even way more, like, Upwards of $80 million more. Well, the problem is, for teams that got players to sign the Supermax, like the Wizards with John Wall, now hurt, and the Rockets with Chris Paul, now unwanted, they can't move these guys. They become anchors around their ankles. And some franchises, like the Pelicans, the money wasn't a factor. It couldn't allow them to keep a player like Anthony Davis. Same thing for Kevin Durant. They already had so much money, they didn't need any more money, even though I think they should have taken the extra $80 million, but that's just me. Hopefully they're smart with their money, not like Adrian Peterson, who uh, had to take out a, a payday loan of $4 million and then just defaulted on it, and he got hit with a $2.4 million judgment. It's clearly not working. The big question will be who's next to get it. Uh, Damian Lillard just got it in Portland. So there's a commitment there. They're like, yes, we want you to stay here. Lillard is a great player. I love watching him play. I'll be willing to bet in the coming years, Portland's going to say, damn, this supermax on Lillard's killing us. Can't move him, and we're capped out. Luxury tax city. I think the NBA owners would be wise to reconsider that one and try over. That'll do it for me today. Thank you to Jay for swinging on in. Thank you, as always, for downloading, being a loyal subscriber. And thank you to all the hashtag 47MinuteMen who responded on Twitter after Tuesday's episode with Charge regarding, did you make it? Did you make it this far to the 47th minute? I'm telling you, it, it makes me feel so good and so happy that you people find that Easter egg deep in the episode. Maybe at the 47th minute of every episode, I include a little Easter egg, a little something, a little reward. And then people could say, ha ha, that was a funny one for the hashtag 47 minute man. In the meantime, I'll just keep on cranking them out. Thanks for listening. 
Thanks for subscribing as well. We will see you tomorrow. Enjoy the All-Star Game tonight, and we'll see you next time. travel to see what's around the bend and what we're capable of. And now Capital One's new class of travel card can keep up with you. Introducing Venture X from Capital One. With 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy. Venture X, for those always asking, where next? Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.